You're listening to the Boo Boys Podcast. Alrighty, my name is Dalton. My name is Paul. And I'm Sarah. And we're the Boo Boys. Gonna go ahead and kick off our show as we haven't been around for quite a while and Paul is itching to jump into the uh, paranormal fiction realm. I have a rash. It's really bad. I mean, this would be the point where you can tell listeners who you really are. My name is Gormedius, and I'm a 700-year-old vampire. Are you an itchy vampire? (laughs) Yeah, I stepped on some itching powder just before I turned, and unfortunately the effect stuck with me during the uh, metamorphosis, and it's uh, it's my cross to bear. It's the real curse. It can only be cured by by cryptids. And mysterious information. I've been secretly withholding this from you. How else could I have known? Well, you may have noticed my pale skin. That's actually just because I'm a gay. Most vampires actually have normal complexion. Mm-hmm. And the lack of sunlight? That's also just because I'm a gamer. Mm-hmm. And the blonde hair? I was born with it. Thank you. <laughs> I can see your roots right now. <laughs> Alrighty, you guys ready to hear what we're going to be getting into this episode? Yes. Yes. So we have two topics tonight. Our first topic is going to be... Sheep Squatch. Sheep Squad? Sheep Squatch. Sheep Squash? Our second topic is going to be Kentucky Goblins. Alright. I mean, why Kentucky? That's that's where they that's where they're found. Why did they choose Kentucky though? They're Derby Goblins. You guys picked the dumbest question. They're Derby Goblins. Like I haven't even told you anything yet and you're asking why Kentucky I don't fucking know. What is it about Kentucky that brings out the goblins? I guess you're gonna find out. So we're doing this episode on Kentucky? No. Where the sheep squash? From then. The sheep watch. watch. I can't, I'm not going to say that. I haven't even had a chance to tell you what's going on yet. You got 50 questions lined up. I can't answer your questions till I tell you the story. We've got a rash of curiosity, goddammit. Well, you'll get some calamine lotion and calm down. Okay. (laughs) We're going to start off our sheep watch uh, story in Reedsville, West Virginia, on a night in July 1929. A man named Frank, and you're going to love this. His name was Frank Kozul. <laughs> I'm not fucking with you. Well, wait, what's the what's what's the heritage of that name? I don't know. Probably German. Hmm. Um, he was on his way home from the 93 mine, is what they called it, and it was about a six and a half mile walk from the mine to his house, which normally took him about two hours. But he did know a shortcut that would cut off at about 15 minutes, so he decided to go that way. During his walk through the shortcut to get back home, he encountered something that looked kind of like a dog that was white and large, had a bushy tail and large teeth staring at him. The animal attacked him, and Frank was able to use his metal lunch pail to actually avoid getting bit in the neck. He then dropped his tail and ran away. And as soon as he noticed that the creature was no longer behind him, he kind of like stopped running and just kind of kept his wits about him. A similar beast was supposedly seen by multiple people within the town, and they started dubbing it Sheep Squatch, or the White Thing. Hunters, farmers, and travelers from all over had heard the tales and had gone through the forest to try and find such a creature, and yet many were never attacked or seen anything out there. A few years went by, and the creature just, you know, supposedly didn't exist. People continued to go out there and were looking for the sheep squash, but they never found anything. Then almost like 70-ish years later... Is that right? Is that math right? <laughs> yeah, that math's right. In 1994... <laughs> <laughs> a former Ram. navy, a former navy seaman, uh, was hiding uh-huh. in the woods. He saw the white thing kneeling for a drink at the creek. The man claimed that he saw it 
basically waddle off into the bushes like it had one leg shorter than the other, and it walked on two legs. Very specific. I don't know why. (laughs) Uh, So the guy watched the thing drink, and then it waddled off into the bushes. And during that same year of 1994, two children also claimed that they were chased by what looked like a big white bear. And they claimed it stood on two feet and was over six feet tall. When the children looked back, they stated that the creature had basically broken a bunch of tree limbs, clearing an entire path as it had gone on. But the creature was no longer following them, and they could clearly make out where it had gone after following them. Man, these people in this town, I feel like they're having a hard time identifying animals. Yeah, but it went dormant for like 70 years. I mean, I guess I mean, it, it had a whole family. It probably had things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it went to college. It was living so, in Rhode Island. <laughs> Later on in 1995, <laughs> a couple in a car passed a white mask that seemed to be sitting or laying in a ditch. They stopped the car for a better look and stated that the creature had four eyes. And while they stared at the creature, it was said to have leapt up and attacked their car. The couple quickly drove off, and when they got home, they noticed huge scratch marks down the length of their entire car. I feel like you'd probably get a pretty good look at the thing if it, like, scratched the side of your car. Maybe not if you're just trying to, like, driving it away from you. I guess you're screaming and you put it out of your mind, maybe. Yeah, when the adrenaline hits, you're probably not thinking, like, let me stop and get a look at it. You you pull a Yui Dutsu Hazard style and just, like, hit it. Yeah. Double tap. So in 1999, a group of campers were set up in the forest late one night when they started to hear an animal snorting and scuffling around. The campers couldn't tell where the noise was coming from when, seemingly out of nowhere, the creature charged out from, like, the bushes in the darkness and towards the group. The campers were terrified and ran kind of in complete different directions, but sort of in the same way. Like, the way they described it was they all, like, broke away kind of in a, you know, everyone for themselves kind of situation, but they all ran straight into the woods, so they ended up coming out on the other side of the forest at about the same time. Okay. And they ran to the closest house. There's only, like, four of them, so I'm sure they were able to, like, keep track of They probably kept even paces or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Um, They ran to the closest house just outside of the forest and were banging on the door, begging them to be let in. And when the house owner came out to see what they were screaming about, there was nothing at the forest edge, so... All of the campers stayed at this random person's house. Totally not serial killery at all. Yeah. Stayed at this random person's house, and in the morning, they all went back to their campsite to retrieve their items. And they state that it looked like it had been completely torn apart and destroyed. Like, their tents were completely shredded, all their food was gone, and all their clothing and sleeping bags had just been torn up and, like, covered in dirt. So they just got robbed. A bear. I don't know. I feel like a robber doesn't usually, like, shred things. You're a really angry bear. They might throw stuff around or, like, take stuff. They're not going to shred it. It's too much time. Maybe they're trying to cover it up. Oh, it was a bear. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, that like, must be what this is. Yeah. We're out here. Well, if we fast forward 16 years in 2015, in the Folks Run in Virginia, six campers were staying in Appalachian Forest when at around midnight, the campers claimed that they saw something on the top of the hill just next to them, moving quickly through the trees. The creature then started to run down the hill towards the campers, and they stated that this thing was like seven or eight feet tall. Running downhill, I feel like you're not going to get a very good, like, accurate height, you know, because they're kind of, they're tilted, they're coming downhill, they're moving quick. But Those are your shorter than you probably think it's yeah, huge. Yeah, if you're, like, sitting or laying down. Yeah. They claim that the creature was, they claim that they ran from the creature and was even, they were wading through the river to try and get away from it. 
And as soon as they noticed the creature was at the edge of the river, it was bipedal, and it just stopped and looked at them. They said it looked like a dog from the chest down, and a loud guttural shriek was heard from afar in the forest, and the creature started to whimper and run off. The campers picked up their stuff and left. (laughs) They called the police, and the police basically laughed them out of the station. So they just never talk about the experience again, and they are completely anonymous to this day. They refuse to talk about it. Nobody will fess up to the story, so we don't know if it's really true or not. People within the cryptozoology area, um, they hate the idea of a Bigfoot knockoff known as Sheep Squatch. (laughs) So the the people who reported their crime initially but were ignored by the police don't want to come out with their story to the public? Yeah, they don't want to be laughed at. But if if they believe that it was real to the point where they went to the police about it, wouldn't they want to get their story out? I guess not if you got laughed at. Maybe they have social anxiety. This place has been really... Mean to them. I don't know. I would be. I'd be all the more eager to prove the police wrong. I feel like so much weird shit happens in Virginia and West Virginia. Like, should even be news to them. Basically, like Florida, but elsewhere. Furthermore, <laughs> how did the story get out then? If the people who tried to file a report, the didn't... cops thought it was funny enough, and it's a small town, they probably just told the local reporter. Maybe they were hiding something. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe, maybe the cops were hiding something in the woods and they didn't want people to go there. So they were like, oh yeah, these people, they're, they're, they're crazy. They're just hilarious. They, they thought there was a, a Sasquatch sheep thing in the woods. You shouldn't go there. They made a deal with the devil. Yeah. Entirely possible. I don't know about the, the devil part though because then they wouldn't have ran away. That's true. Mm-hmm. You make a deal with the devil, you take your ass poker. <laughs> I think there might be more to this, but I don't want to say it on the podcast for fear of my life. So I have a few photos here of what the supposed sheep squatch looks like. And the first photo, this is actually one that was uh, from 1929, a newspaper article saying that this is what they believe they saw. And it kind of looks like a fuzzy old man. This was part of the newspaper? So this was the drawing that was in the newspaper article that said this is what they saw. In 1929. This is a drawing from 1929. It doesn't have eyes. I, underneath these little flappies. Why does it have flappies above its eyes? I don't know. That's not an old man. Look at his like Yosemite Sam. How do you like, know how mustache. old it is? I don't know. It, is that it a mustache or like is a, that horns? Look at a mustache. Not a mongoose. What am I thinking of? Oh. It does kind of look like a mongoose though. Yeah. No, mongooses are closer to Andy. A possum. It's it, reminding me of a possum. Yes. It looks like an opossum of the mongoose. Or and they had an albino like baby. like an armadillo with its little, yeah, its little feet. But it has like dog ears over its eyes. Yeah, it's throwing me out. And Badger? a handlebar mustache. So here's another one. That's a little scarier. This one is like bipedal and looks kind of more like a goat to me personally. I don't think sheep have horns. It's like a ram. Yeah, that, like those, ram are, those are ram's horns. They're getting more like... Uh, another one. He's got lobster claws in this one. He has a turtle shell in that picture. It looks like they're getting closer <laughs> to like the same. Well, he's naked. Yeah. The goat. Ooh. No, this one's from Fallout. This is a video game one. I mean, we. So, w- was this intentionally referenced in Fallout, or is that just a coincidence? It's a well. Fallout does use cryptids in their game. Mm. There's a Mothman too. Okay. I like that. That's good. I know I said I was a gamer before, but. 
Yeah, you'd think you'd know that. Well, there's lots of secrets Paul has. A, back back 700 years ago, a gamer was really just somebody who played a lot of hopscotch. So uh, one interesting thing here is that this this photo right here of this weird white sheep thing is. A sheep squatch of Waterford, PA, which is actually not located in Virginia. So that means that there could potentially be multiple sheep squatches. Oh my god. Whoa, this one looks like a gremlin. Okay, but. A little bit like King Kong. The, the first yeah. testimony of the sheep squatch said that it was dog like. Yeah. Right? It's like they, they described it as a dog well, and then yeah. a sheep and then a bear. So my mind immediately went to Brian Griffin. Well, in the second encounter, they said it looked like a dog from the chest down. But dogs aren't bipedal. No, that's why it would be creepy. I think they started thinking it was more demonic, so it started getting more bipedal. <laughs> they were like, yeah, I feel like the more pictures we look at of it, the more like bipedal and like demonic it looks. Like the very early 1920s picture of it was just like a cute little thing, and then the more fan art we see, just the more devious and disgusting. You know, it reminds me of, like, werewolves in a way, when it gets all hunched over and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know how they have, like, genetic mutations? It's like, the werewolf transformation went wrong somewhere. <laughs> and then that's how we ended up with this thing. Any questions, comments, concerns? So, the, the territory of these things, as we know so far, is Virginia and Pennsylvania? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we should be safe. Yeah, probably. Uh, but to any listeners that are in... It's really just people that are in or within the Appalachian, like, mountains, forest area. But, you like, there's, like, so many things, supposedly. It's like the U.S.'s version of the Black well, Forest. Well, yeah. That makes sense. I thought they were just there because it's all the... You know, I wonder if um, if anybody, like, in those outer-lying cabins saw them. Probably. Yeah, a lot of the people in the Appalachian forests and mountains don't go outside after dark. And there you have a lot of superstitions that they uphold to keep out the critters. Really? Yes. Wow. And it's actually seen as, like, really bad to even talk about them, so. Oh, no. That's why I haven't done an episode on just, like, Appalachian Mountain, like, lore. Do you, like, invoke them if you talk about them a lot? Supposedly, but it's also just, like, disrespectful. And with the way that the internet is these days, I don't need that. (laughs) You're like, I'll just kind of slide it in there. Is this I mean, like, a sheep squatch know. is not the same thing as, like, the creature that pops out if you whistle in the dark. I'm willing to push the button. Yeah, we'll get your own show, then. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, controversy is, is what draws people in. Yeah, and then it all... We're TMZ, baby. We need, to, we need to tear down the sacred cow, <laughs> and people will respect us. <laughs> we will go where people have not ventured before. Yeah. Any other questions? No, my only I was only worried, like wondering about those people in the outer lying cabins. Do you think the property values are like mad cheap there now? Because maybe they're people more are freaked out by Actually, sheep squash. Yeah, it's, I don't know if they'd be more or less expensive because there's gonna be some people like people who listen to this podcast who would be like, "Oh, I want to go there so I can see the sheep squash," and, and they would want to pay top dollar to live there. Yeah, there are. Um, but then. There's people who, you know, like really don't want to see the sheep squatch and are afraid of the territory. And How would you sleep? How would you sleep knowing there's a big talking? The sheep squatch is after you. I mean, seemingly yeah. it doesn't leave the forest, so. If it doesn't leave the forest and you live in the area, maybe it, you could see it as a protector. Who's dragging his fingernails along your 
concrete wall on the outside. Scratching Maybe. up your car. Hope you're eating insured. your brother. Yeah. Steve Squash ate my brother. Wait, what is that? Is that an act? No. Is that an actual, uh... No. Just like I wish. Fan art thing. Somebody's brother actually eaten by a sheep squash? We need to verify yeah, this. verified on red bubble. Okay. Uh, pull out Snopes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brother of the sheep squatch victim, please reach out to the show. We need to talk to you. I think that, that caps everything on sheep squash, I guess. Sheep squash? I, I keep, just, sheep you know, watch. it's getting me every time. I'm also really concerned about the villagers and their their evolving descriptions of sheep squash. I feel like they should stick to one animal. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think that most of the people that saw him didn't actually live there. So they were just like campers for the most part. We got some derpy ass campers. I'll say it. What kind of animal make like the most fucked up squatch? Platypus. Like a fish squatch? A fish squatch? Or like a. Uh, no, I'm not really doing well. Hippo squatch. <gasps> Hippos are terrifying already. Yeah. I feel like that'd be like an extra scary. Hippos are the deadliest. We could probably do an episode just on it. They're scary enough. I was looking hippos? at hippos back today. Yeah, they're the deadliest animal of all time. Did you know that? They're literally terrifying, but they don't yeah. look terrifying. 100% serious. Like, more people die from hippo accidents than, like, alligators or sharks. 500 people about, I think. Yeah. What? Anyways, sorry. We're reading off track. Sheep squashes. I think koala squash would be really scary. Oh, those are, they have those. It's uh, drop bears. In uh, Australia, they're real. Drop bears? Yeah. What's <laughs> They're uh, koalas that are like Sasquatches, and they, when uh, visitors from outside of Australia go and venture into the woods, they drop down and they like they're like gremlins. They eat your face. Yeah, they like eat your faces off and stuff like that. Oh my god! Yeah. Deadly coconuts. Drop bears. Did you know Dalton? Did you know drop bears? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I didn't know drop bears at all. I like that though. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. That's a drop bear. That's a drop bear. This is a wet koala. Oh my uh, god! I could believe it's. I could believe it's drop bears. Dang, they have more teeth than I thought. Like when I was looking at the hippos earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I just was like, what the hell? Um, I know our podcast is about cryptids and freaky things, but you know, nature's pretty nuts too. You go, you go down a rabbit hole long enough. <laughs> yeah. What are what are cryptids but uh, but nature's hiccup? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's another drop bear. <laughs> Did they call him Dracula? That looks like Sid from Ice Age. <laughs> the looks were not kind to him. Yeah, like if Sid was an alcoholic. Sid smoked two packs a day. <laughs> <laughs> and drank booze. That's supposed to be the drop bear height? It looks so much bigger than the cousin Wallace. So, well, on the left you see the common drop bear, and to the right of the human figure you see the uh, mammoth drop bear. Oh, I see. Yeah, my prescription sucks. Mammoth droppers Shit. are extinct. It's the common dropper that you have to be worried about. So those are the ones that got dinosaurs. Yeah. Gotcha. That's how they went extinct in Australia. Yeah. Are you guys ready to learn about Kentucky goblins? I really want to know, yeah, more about why Kentucky specifically. I think, uh, I think I'm ready to be learned about the Kentucky goblins. They're really cute. That was uh, the local little league team. Alrighty, little man. This story begins October 21st, 1955, which coincidentally is when I did the research for this, so we're a little behind. Mm. <laughs> the story goes it was around 7 p.m. 
A man named Billy Ray Taylor went outside to collect some water. Billy Ray Taylor. Billy Ray. He had a mullet. Billy Ray Taylor. I don't know. There's no photo of him in front of us, but I'm telling you right now, Billy Ray Taylor had a mullet. And so he went out to get some water while the family and friends remained inside the, of their house. While outside, he noticed a bright streak in the sky, followed by a hissing sound nearby. And he very quickly ran inside and told the rest of the others. He was just like, oh, fuck you guys. Like, I just saw something in the sky. And they were like, oh. So a few people went outside to verify if they could see something out in the sky. And they didn't really see anything at first. And his wife and his friends all thought that he was just, like, fucking with them because they had been kind of, like, hanging out, drinking, you know, having a good time. <laughs> you drank too much. You're cut off. <laughs> it was about 10 or 15 minutes later after he had already been inside for a while that all of a sudden the three dogs in the house started to bark. And they were barking at the door as though someone was going to knock or something. <laughs> and the group started to check in the windows to see if they saw anybody out there. But as soon as they, like, peeked around the window, they claimed that they saw short-bodied creatures, that they had oversized heads, they had long arms that just barely touched the ground, and the beings looked to be wearing silver outfits. Their eyes glowed yellow, and as they got closer and closer to the house, everybody inside was getting very uncomfortable. Mr. Sutton, one of the other people in the house. I don't... His name is always spelled exactly out, Billy Ray Taylor. Like Billy Ray Taylor. Don't wear it out. So Billy Ray. Okay, man. Billy Ray and Mr. Sutton grab their guns, and on their first <laughs> on their first attempt to look at the creatures, they basically kind of sat just, like, far back from the window, and they aimed their guns, and they waited, and the moment that they saw a head pop up in the window, they shot. So from within the house, they decided to shoot their guns while there were other people still in the house, out of the window. So they broke the windows. So not only did you, like the little piece of possible safety you have now become vulnerable. But they just shot through the windows? You just shot through your own window. You're going to have to replace that shit. They didn't even open the window? No, they just shot through the glass. Just broke it. Must have really been the heat of the moment. So they started to basically protect the house and they open up the door and they are standing out on the porch and they're shooting off like little tin cans, these little men as they're getting closer and closer to the house and they're seeming to like swarm around the house. They claim that there was about 10 to 15 of them. They were ganging on us. (laughs) They started running out of ammo a few hours in and they were slowly having less and less of them coming up to the house. Mr. Sutton and Billy Ray went out and started to push them further back to take off, take out the rest of them and allowed the family members and their friends inside to get into the car or cars, I should say. They were, like, flanking um, them away. They were, so they were, like, basically flanking them to push them back up to the, like, forest or wherever in their yard. The big Just get, getting them away from get. the house so that way the family could try and get out. And as they were doing this, apparently one of them had gotten on the roof of the house. And while Uh-oh. Billy Ray was shooting at another one in the yard, it pulled him by the hair. And so Mr. Sutton had to, like, hit it with his gun. It pulled him by that furry <laughs> ponytail of his. <laughs> And um, things seemed to be kind of calming down as the families got into their cars and everything. And so Billy Ray and Mr. Sutton both jumped into a car as well. And they decided to drive to the police station. (laughs) The police were quickly pretty worried because these guys don't normally go to the police. Like, they normally would just handle things on their own or not need the police to get involved at all. They needed the whole militia. Exactly. So (laughs) the police decided that they would send somebody out because their story was absolutely insane. They sent out four officers to go to the house. Four? That's generous. And while they walked the grounds, they found a lot of, like, bullet casing of them shooting and everything like that. But they saw no signs of little silver men. 
at one point, one police officer that didn't get to go to the house, he said he did believe their story just because he believed that he saw flying saucer the year before. So he was like, I believe them. They're telling the truth. People, I seen them with my own eye. People in the town were dubious to believe, uh, you know, in Kentucky. They were dubious to believe that the encounter actually happened. And it sounded so crazy, as well as stating that, well, you know, they were all hanging out. They were probably kind of drunk. Maybe they were <laughs> drinking moonshine or they building were in the devil's lettuce. You know, you never know. They were sinners. And that was punishing them. They think that the silver that they may have saw could have just been beer cans. And that the reason there was bullets everywhere is because they were, like, shooting beer cans. The police reported that during the investigation, none of the adults seemed to be drunk at the police station. And some believe that the creatures really could have actually just been great long-horned owls with glowing eyes and long wings and round heads. Hmm. Hmm. I have a better theory. I think, well, Billy Ray was hitting them bath salts. (laughs) It didn't exist yet. And they were looking at lightning bugs (laughs) coming at them. You're going to tell me they had a... A standoff cups. Oh, okay. between an army of these uh, uh, Kentucky gremlins for however long it took before they went to the police station, and they weren't able to recover a single body. This was drawn by Bud, described by Billy Ray Taylor. Some of them had photos. Little man, did not. This mm-hmm. one already. Maybe it's an older one. So here's a photo of one, and it says head fall. Same. Color as body, chin almost a point. Miniature feelers or antennae on each side of their head. Dark depressions in each ear. Their nose, they saw a cone. A cone-like nose tampering to a point with a ball at the end of it. Looks like a a mad overbite. It just looks like a bat. (laughs) The body was powerfully built. (laughs) (laughs) Body powerfully built to waist. Legs slim and stick-like. They skipped like that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> the feet were circular with slush, like suction cups. Maybe with hands, bats. Hands wide, black talons, arms long, almost touching the ground. Now, they, they only mentioned that at the station nobody appeared drunk, but I think there may have been some other substances involved. Well, they did say that the ears were floppy, large, extended considerably above the crown of the head, pointed am... at the top, ex- like wrinkled leather. Extended out from the side of the head somewhat. I am looking at an anatomical drawing of a bat right now. Except there's no wings. Except there's no wings. Other than that, this is a bat. Can I hold on? What is this? More art. This drawing looks. There's a side diagram. Side diagram. So this one was described by Elmer Sutton. Elmer. Jason Elmer. O.P. Baker. So uh, some other people that were there at the party. Also drawn by Bud. Bud's killing it in the art. Uh, they were not able to tell the sex. They believed it was around two to three and a half feet tall. The head was almost round, bald, same color as the body. They said, this one said they didn't have a nose. None. Neck. None. How is <laughs> They didn't have no neck. They don't got them. The ears are swept back, extended quite a bit above the crown. Eyes were yellow, center white rim, about six inches apart and glowing. The mouth was a thin line, but not sure where the mouth was. 
body powerful above the waist muscles barely seen below the waist thin and spindly almost no shape to the legs stick lag can you imagine imagine being the detective who had to take this down knuckles and fingers not counted (laughs) we don't count them (laughs) the phalanges these ones said feet not seen or not noted Okay, let me fair. Maybe the grass is tall. Oh, some more art. Ooh. So these now, ones look a little more refined. This one is pictured by uh, nearby newspapers. So the whole, like, crew, the friends and family who supposedly saw these, they tried to get rich off of this. Like, they tried to sell this story, which mm, made people in the town even more dubious mm, of them. No, it's and all making a bit more sense. So here are some more drawings of what supposedly they may have looked like. It gets more artful. Um, I like that he has like a mask on with wings. He's got a hook for a hand. He's got like a spork situation going on here. He's kind of got a spoon on one side and then a, a fork on the other. He's like salad fingers. This reminds me of like the Flash. <laughs> yeah. It looks like the, the, it has like the wings of Icarus on its goggles. Look at the bottom left. Holy shit. It looks like a cyborg gremlin goblin. Drawing was not checked with the Suttons. Oh my god. What? Okay. Was there the, 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 the verifiers on. of truth for this matter? Dalton, I, I want you to do your impression of what you think these things sounded like. They never said what they sounded like. I know, but what do you think they sounded like? Is there a specific noise you want to make? No, I just want you to do what you think they sounded like. Okay. I'd probably be like... Would you attack something that was coming at you? Like, I mean, yeah, teeth, yeah, yeah. If it was like three feet tall and like was wearing a weird outfit, they don't even look menacing at all. It depends on how they were coming at me. Listen, man, if they're bum rushing your house, that's like if like if a wiener dog was time, running at you. If a wiener, if a wiener dog, if a wiener dog has like rabies, I'm kicking it. But I don't assume if a, if a wiener dog was running at me, I would not assume it had rabies. It's very obvious when a dog has rabies. Yeah. They foam at the mouth and they are crazy. Okay, well, I didn't read anything about these creatures foaming from the mouth and being crazy. You're telling me that you would just allow this little thing to, like, walk up to you? What's it going to do? Probe you. It's three feet tall. I'll step on it. It's like a sloth. Three feet. I'm fine. But if it just, like, rips into your stomach. You know, I would just shut the the door. The beans you have, Scotty. Did Did it make any sort of imposing threat? It really? yanked on someone's hair. Okay. It was jealous. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's an act of violence. But the guy's name was Billy Ray. I mean, it... He probably just had a bad haircut. That doesn't mean you could just yank on their hair. But that's... Maybe um, he's trying to have a little fun, you know. Maybe he's lonely. Yeah. This is supposedly what the ship looked like that they saw. It looks like a dumpling. Yeah, it's just a dumpling. <laughs> they fly in dumplings, and they look like uh, bats. Is this the testimony part of it, yeah? Certified true copy. Oh, boy. Supposedly this was looked into by Project Blue Book. Oh. Nothing was ever released on whether or not they truly... Oh, of course. <laughs> I think that people that think that that kind of stuff could have been actually released, like when they were like, oh, the government released all these documents. And, like, they released whatever they thought you wanted to see to be released with no actual information in it. So what do you think the government is hiding as Everything. far as the Kentucky goblins go? Everything. What Probably do, have one. What do you 
presume the government wants to keep away from the public with regard to the Kentucky goblins. Good fashion. Good fashion. Dumpling ships. I would fly in a dumpling ship if I could. Sick masks that make you look like the Batman Flash. <laughs> what would you do if you were outside and you were enjoying your night and suddenly they started hovering, flying towards you and all they could say uh, were high-pitched um, uh, <laughs> uh, like butthole surfers lyrics. So I would probably just try and make a weapon out of the closest thing near me. And you would just like kill them. I don't know. See, nothing about any of I these testimonies. I, I think keep it away from me. Paul, were you a biologist in your past life? Is this another secret of yours? You know, I, I, my my point of contention here is none of these really, testimonies. No, no, hold on. I don't really think you get to judge me morally on keeping creatures alive when you literally were like, set it on fire when we got a scorpion. Yeah, we know what a scorpion is. It doesn't need to be researched. Everybody's seen a scorpion before. It's totally fine. You know, there's no, no mystery behind a scorpion in the house. Yeah, we'll light it on know fire. If a scorpion's going to sting you. Yeah, but I know that it can. And I know that. All of the mysteries. And these guys like long claw talents. For all you know, they these guys could be. You could find out more about them if you cut them open and like, yeah. like biopsy them. That, so they could be dead. They okay. So either Billy Ray and his buddy are terrible, terrible oh. shots and can't hit a target worth shit, uh, or you know, they just didn't kill any of these things because not a single body was recovered. But apparently they had a standoff with them and they fired at them for, like, how long before they went and saw the police? A couple hours. A couple hours. I mean, aliens, also they could maybe have, like, uh... They resurrect? Like a... What is that? Like a... What? They get beamed up? Beamed up, yeah. Could have just picked them up. Or their homies could have dragged them off. I don't know. I, how do is you there know any they, blood? How do you know? Where is Billy right now? Dead. When did he die? Oh, this, was, this was in 1955. He was like in his 30s. He could still be alive. 30 in 1955? He, he yeah, like define alive. He was 100. Yeah? Older than 100 alive. Yeah, people never lived to be 100? He would have been 80 in 2000, so he would have he would be like 112 right now. Oh my god. He could still be alive. The secret of the Kentucky Goblins lies yeah, him. from Kentucky. Okay, well, his kids are probably still alive. Maybe. We should invite them to I talk about it. There's a documentary <laughs> about the Kentucky Goblins. I think his kids might actually have been in it. Oh, All right, really? Children of Billy Ray, come on the show. Oh, yeah, this little Pokemon is based off the Kentucky Goblins. Oh, yeah, that's Sabla. <laughs> I clearly do not know how to pronounce it. What yeah. is it? Oh, uh, Sabla. Okay, that makes more sense. For some reason, this I is another variation of... They look like aliens. That's Voldemort. <laughs> Where's my ring, Harry? Where's my old crux? <laughs> so, there's just, they were just attacked by Voldemort. Perhaps. He just cast an illusion spell. I, I still don't have any. It's so interesting um, that like that that Pokemon is based off of this. Are they really based off of the Kentucky Kentucky creepers? 
I think that's pretty great. Fucking yeah. goblins. Yeah. That's so rad. So somebody in Japan was like, ooh, we must design yeah. Pokemon after the official Pokemon says, Pokemon creeper. its design is inspired by the Hopskin Goblin, an alien-like creature reported to be seen in Kentucky in the 1950s. It loves to eat gems, uh, with most of them being stolen from our being though usually Gibite gets them first. Yeah, I used to hack the game because Sabli is immune to all status defects. So I, I would, uh, my, my friends and I, we had a program where we would like create a piece of data in the game where you could have a Sabli in your party, but uh, it was also immune to normal and strength attacks so that literally every elemental attack uh, would be immune against the Sabli and you could kill anything in in the game uh with uh what is frankly a pretty shitty pokemon sabli is not really the best pokemon uh <laughs> but if you uh you uh mod one accordingly it can be literally invincible you guys love that one pokemon so much so uh yeah all the girls in high school who didn't want to f-u-c-k me you hear that yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> Um, I can't believe you guys managed to do that with that, that game. How long did that take you to, to modify the game? We didn't have to modify the game. It was just like a program that you could download on your computer and then you would uh, like export the data into a memory card or something and it would upload to the, the game. Yeah, I was just trying to play the game. I didn't try to beat it. You guys were like <laughs> going to an extra level. That's pretty great. Uh, are there any... Has anybody seen any Kentucky Goblins that after that event there is a um, a documentary about people looking for them but not many people have been able to say whether or not they saw something interesting are they being silenced or suppressed come talk to us so <laughs> that came out in 2003 okay well under 50 years when goblins were found okay so yeah, somebody in Japan was like, oh shit. I love that though. They're mm-hmm. probably a Christian enthusiast. Fun fact, the way that I actually read about this story was I had to look at a really old newspaper. Oh my god, that is really old. 1955. Twelve well, little men, men probed today. today. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. I don't know if I like the way they phrase that. Mm-hmm. Special. You really had to get zoomed in there for that old article. Oh, you know. You know what? If if uh if these guys were fighting the uh sheep squash, who do you think would win? Um how many Kentucky goblins to one sheep squash? Because there was an <laughs> it, it, there was a seemingly infinite army of Kentucky goblins against Billy Ray and his posse. They lasted two hours. Yeah. How many so, there were like fifteen of them? Maybe but you know, it was Billy Ray and his whole posse. Uh, with guns. There's two people with guns, right? One, one sheep squatch is probably like three men, right? They're, yeah, they're like three feet tall. Yeah. Well, the sheep squatch is like seven feet tall, right? Okay, so you mean like... The sheep, the sheep, what, wait, Dalton, the sheep squatch was like seven foot tall, right? Between six and eight. Between six and eight foot tall. So you and two like, of those guys. Probably buff. So I, I would say sheep squatch is like two men. There was two men with guns versus the Kentucky goblins. No, they're... they're well, there were, who knows how sober they were, but they did say they were sober at the station, so. I would estimate it would probably take upward of 30 Kentucky Goblins, maybe, to bring down one sheep squatch. It depends on what their technology is like, too, though. Well, seemingly they can't beat 
guns. But they can traverse the universe and come to planet Earth to fuck with Billy Ray and his posse. So that, that leaves a lot of questions out there. Also, I, I mean, I, I think that the the sheep squash has, like, brute strength. It's ripped apart the campground. Mm. So I'm thinking, like, can it go into berserk mode and just <laughs> now how wail? Do you, how do you think Billy Ray would fare against the sheep squash? Oh, he'd be dead. Yeah, they I broke the so window. They, they, would, they would grab him by that 3D pointy hill of his and just, <laughs> just tear it right off. <laughs> he'd be scalped by the sheep squash. Yeah. Uh, well, it depends on how good his running skills are. Do you think that Billy Ray kept his rat tail until death? As like a... No? Maybe he cut it off and kept it in a jar. Do you have a photo <laughs> of Billy Ray? No, but yeah. he probably died when it was no longer a thing, so it probably would have turned Nah, off. Billy Ray hung on to the rat tail, I guarantee it. They put it on his grave. They just stapled it on there. Yeah. Or he just displayed it. That's when those little goblins pulled on my hair. <laughs> Kids, don't you forget. Don't you go out after dark by yourself. They keep it for good luck like a lucky rabbit's book. They have a festival every year for the little green men. Oh my god, really? When? September. Nice. Right. I want to go. Is there a <sighs> difference between the little green men and the Kentucky goblins? No, it's for the goblins. Okay. okay. It's the goblin fest. The little green men is a point for them thinking that they're aliens. Okay. It's like Area 51, but Kentucky style. Yeah. It's a Kentucky Area 51. Any other questions, comments, concerns? When do they have this festival celebrating the little green men? September. This month is September. Is it so, soon? Ooh, I'm hearing a B-Boys trip to Kentucky. Yeah, if you want to pay for it. We'll, use our, we'll uh, hitchhike our way there. We'll use our Patreon thing. If anyone wants to donate to our trip, let us know. <laughs> we'll record live from the Little Green Men Festival. Oh my god, there was a movie made. Hellier. It's the documentary. I have said it three times. Hellier. I did okay in school, Dalton. Apparently not. I did okay. I didn't say I did great. <laughs> you may think your life is hell, but their life is hellier. <laughs> Alternative banner of starts. That's the second season of this. So. Oh, it's a TV show. Still looking. They look kind of like fish there. Yeah. Or like. Oh. I think it's still got that Voldemort look. Like ET, but much creepier. I feel like his ears aren't big enough. Yeah. They need more bat ears. Ugh. No nostrils. Brute. Yeah, a little brute like. Yeah. Well, we're nowhere near Kentucky, so we're safe for now. Until they make their way. It's a little too hot out here. We don't have too much crazy stuff in Arizona. They already look a little short on moisture, so I think. Do we have our chupacabras out here? Yeah, Yeah. technically. But, I mean, how often do you hear about chupacabra attacks? Mm. I don't know. I'm not not good with that one. The real question is how often do you not hear about the chupacabra attacks? Because they're dead. Well, they normally go after like animals, so it wouldn't be a person not having it. <laughs> I guess. Uh, looks Texas. like the most recent one, yeah, was supposedly in Texas. I remember that. I don't think, I think this looks more like a furry than it does a chupacabra. <laughs> yeah, it's just a dude in a fursuit, which is equally as scary. <laughs> that totally some just looks scary. like a dude in a fursuit. Yeah, that's a dude in a fursuit. I think some of the furries look alright, but some of them look, yeah, mm-hmm. freaky as hell. Oh my god. It looks kind of like a freaky dog. Well, yeah, most chupacabra sightings are just dogs with mange. (laughs) 
<laughs> the more you know. <laughs> it's funny, I used to live in Amarillo, Texas. She really? And this is the zoo that in Amarillo that supposedly <laughs> all the chupacabra. Okay. What? That's it. That's the whole thing. It's just that's like a shady photo, and they're just like <laughs> officials at the Amarillo Zoo are wondering if this could be a chupacabra. Some people speculated simply a person in a costume spotted at 1.30 wow. a.m. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I could find off a chupacabra. I don't know if I could find off those goblins. I feel more confident about fighting off the goblins than the Koopa Trap. Koopa, 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 That thing. Chupacabra. Yeah, I'm not seeing too, too many often reported on. I don't know. I see one as recently as June 2022. That would be the man in the fursuit at the zoo. Yeah. Excuse me, that could be Chupacabra. You don't know. You weren't there, Dalton. There's no goats at the zoo. That's usually their main prey. Maybe it got bored. Yeah, maybe they're expanding their diet. They're trying something new. Maybe it's just bulking. You know? <laughs> maybe. Oh, look, Princeton has a Chupacabra's timeline. There we go. All right. Uh, oh, but it's not correct. It starts in the mid-1970s. There have been way more bunk. Maybe it's when the school established. Or is it related to the school at all? Five times in three months in Puerto Rico. Mm. It really took a vacation in Puerto Rico. It yeah. was just having a good old time. It's just doing it. Uh, I guess we wow. haven't updated this in a while. Not since 1996, apparently. Well, this whole website is a relic of the mid nineties. I love the little alien. I know. And this is a dot edu. What? It's Princeton. Princeton dot edu has yeah. a chupacabra timeline that they haven't updated since nineteen ninety six. More people need to know about this. It's really great. This was made by a grad student who was hungover <laughs> and very Thank you, Lori Williams, come on the show. <laughs> Princeton graduate Lori Williams. If so, then these dudes are rallies. <laughs> what? They're talking about bats. Okay. <laughs> you note that humans are the easiest of prey compared to goats and other animals, yet there's no evidence that they have hurt anyone. Okay. I wonder if Princeton even knows this still exists. We shouldn't tell them. What's I new? Maybe we should volunteer to update it. We could be the uh, official okay. Chupacabra watch crew for Princeton University. February 25th, 1996. I think it'd be pretty sweet. Okay. I feel like they're a note of watch out. All they have to do, they don't have to pay. All they have to do in exchange is just, you know, enroll us in the school. And then we can be Ivy League educated. Uh, Local government takes action. In 1995. When singing the Indiana theme song, the Indiana Jones theme song says, Tantaranta. 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 And they forgot some notes. No, it's a D, not a T. Yeah. I mean, 50s, though. We have to get. This is why we need Laurie on the podcast so we can have somebody to explain this. God damn it! Can you look up? Can you look up? Uh, what's Laurie? Whoever. I highly doubt it. Just see, they're probably on LinkedIn. Out there, you guys. She's, I like the eyes. They're really convincing. I want to know what Laurie's doing now. Very well, obviously. This page is maintained by Tito Armstrong. Okay. Class of 1996. Look up. Look Tito. up Tito Armstrong on LinkedIn. 
Look up Tito Armstrong Princeton. He's got instead of uh, the ghosts on the side of the skulls, he's got uh, a shield. Tito. I hope he's not like a murderer. Oh God. On LinkedIn, he just has those. He's like job description. Yeah. <laughs> we're about to find out the secrets of Tito and Lori. Yeah, we're about to dox somebody live on the podcast. If you can't find people on Google, you will find them on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. It's guaranteed. He went to Princeton. He definitely has a LinkedIn. Oh uh, yeah. He's Ivy League. He wants everybody to know. I'm sure. So what we're seeing now is that Not the creator right. of this Chupacabra Watch website on Princeton.com has mysteriously disappeared. They've got Zachary with the same last name. I wonder if he was just using Tito or the Hector as a fake first name now. Does it look like him? That picture of the other guy? What are they hiding? They're just doing this to throw everyone off of the trail. Yeah. Due to technical problems such as a thesis and an acute case of laziness, the Tito page is under construction and will be updated slowly. At least he's honest. Although he didn't update it, so I don't know if that's... <laughs> he hasn't updated it since 1996. He's like, ah, fuck it. I'm done with school. I'm done with this. Phoenix.Princeton. Wait. Yes, there's an email there. So send me an email detailing why you love slash hated. We have to send him an email. I highly doubt he still has access to his Princeton email. Well, we can try, goddammit. Most people lose their access after they graduate. I still can access my school email. Excuse you, but I don't know about Princeton. I don't know. He went to Princeton. He remembers his school email. <laughs> he still emails his props. He's a Princeton guy. He's in touch with the greats. Yeah, I'm going to send him an email after this. The Blue Boys official email. You can try. I would suppose. You see us on it. <laughs> I'm gonna, do you want to bet on it? If he responds to my email, will you give me like 100 bucks? I love how this like runs off of the like white part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really a HTML. Alien theory. El Vampiro. like that meme that always goes around with the guy with the butt crack that like prays. Oh my god, that is gold. <laughs> El Vampiro now retired eating lunch and it's this dude, this ginger dude with a mullet and a neck beard. On a Princeton EDU. Oh my god. You know, he's living. Can you, can, can you save this so we can make a meme out of it? <laughs> I want to know where El Vampiro is now. Where is he 27 years later in his we retired gotta, life? We gotta summon him. We gotta get El Vampiro on the show. <laughs> Everyone, we just need to have a convention with all these people. Did we just stumble into like an old Princeton like vampire roleplay club that had this Chupacabra watch website? Oh my god. You know, I mean, they say we're brilliant minds or things can get weird. So. I need to know more. You want to be part of the club? I want to know where these people... I want to know where El Vampiro is. <laughs> he won't rest until he finds Vampiro. It'll it'll, it'll cure this, the itch that we were talking about earlier. Hmm. The insatiable cryptid itch. If anyone's going to be able to find him, it's you. I want to, I want to do this. <laughs> I need to know where... Other two Macabre sites? Wow. Skeptical? You're not alone. Those eyes are so freaky. Mm-hmm. I do not like them. I think they suck the 90s pages. They do that. Yeah. There's other Chupacabra Chupacabra Homie. Ah, uh, it's a dead link. No. Pasta de Chupacabra. It's like a restaurant. <laughs> what the Chupacabra means to me. There he is. Carlos. That's not, um. Carlos Rivera. That's not the original guy, is it? No. It's a different guy. Ew. His last, like, little paragraph. Oh. about the Chupacabra, and he's like, oh, and sex? There's also, as in everything in Puerto Rican folklore, a sexual connotation. 
It's the phenomenon. Is the chupacabra? How much more obvious can it get? Chupa, yes. Suck. Cabra, we all know a word <laughs> that resembles this one that applies to most of us. Cabron. Oh, God. Wow, I love this, this idyllic description up here where it's talking about when I daydream about Chupi, <laughs> I picture him pleasantly strolling around the island's beautiful hills, taking in the countryside while looking for a place for some fast food. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> this whole site is just full of, like, this is, this these is people went to Princeton. We discovered a relic, and uh, yeah, this this... This is what would get you a degree at Princeton in 1996. Marcus, damn, I like, didn't exist in time. I made better shit than this in high school. Yeah, same. The real question is, is how much money did you have? Because this is also at Princeton. Somebody, yeah, that's another good point. Somebody's dad paid $500,000 for their son to learn how to make this website. Oh, God. What, Chemo Jones? What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Go. Chemo Jones Soto, our Chemo. last hope. By Tito Armstrong. The elusive Tito. Oh my god. What is, it was a picture of Indiana Jones. I don't think it's chemo in the cancer sense. God. So he just named a character. It's like a short story written by Tito Armstrong about a the, character the named anti, The Okay. Chemo has assembled a crack anti-chupacabra team. It's it's a mission. This is a short story written by Tito Armstrong about a character named Chemo Jones who hunts Koopa 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 Bros. Koopa Bros. Oh my god! I really want these people on the show. I want I want the entire friend group who was behind the creation of this website at Princeton in 1996 on the show. I want to know what they're doing now. They're really going on about this phone trap thing. Oh, I guess it's it's the chemo's device to catch the chupacabra. The, the ever great cone trap. We are seemingly the only ones in the past like 30 years who have discovered that this is on the Princeton website. <laughs> Princeton.edu. <laughs> what a beautiful discovery. Uh, now we gotta. Okay, Laurie, who spells it like that? I, I feel like it's you. L A U R I, not L A W R I. Wait, look at Laurie Williams. I need to know. More about El Vampiro. We stumbled on that. We stumbled on that page. Just Google El Vampiro. See where he's at. Say mocha. That's gonna pull up another night. It really does website. look like that guy who does the praying hands and the butt crack. Yes. There's a whole wiki or something. El Vampiro on the Vampiro. Ah, oh, damn, it's in Spanish. But then again, Chupacabra is a Spanish. This is better than learning about like skull and bones. I think this is gonna be a two-parter because I really want to see if I can find El Vampiro. <laughs> So El Vampiro was the Chupacabra? I think so. Oh, so the Chupacabra is technically, like, it's rumored to be a vampire because it sucks the blood out of the, out of the yeah. animals. It doesn't actually eat them. So, like, it is supposed to be a vampire. None of these are going to be related to the... Oh, there's a ginger Oh, my cat. God. There he is. I love the metal the metadata on that file type document <laughs> title here. Very great. <laughs> wow. So we found a... Microsite of Princeton.edu from the 90s that was made by some like Hispanic kids that wanted to make a subsection of the site dedicated to the Chupacabra. I wonder if they just hacked it on there and never told the school. I have a feeling that they got. No, they probably like got access to the file share and then whoever gave it to them like totally forgot about it for 30 years. And then they just were like, (laughs) (laughs) so it's like still being hosted there on their server. 
copyright 1996 by Ron Schnell. <laughs> Permission granted to distribute free so long as the author's name remains attached. His name is Chupa. The, the Chupa Cabra. With ugly spikies in his hair and a spine exposed to air, he don't merengue. Don't do no cha-cha. <laughs> but it's the thing he does the best that most people detest. He does it all night long. Just listen to my song. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's the Chupa. Chupa Cabra. He's really going on so about those dirty ghosts. And Pico. The Pico farmer guy. <laughs> yes. What the fuck is this? Oh, they made a video. Oh, no. This please. is... This I is like, I think we found like the hidden Princeton cult of the Chupacabra. Oh, they have Chupacabra songs Wait, and poems is it, is it, and pictures and art. What does um, this do with Barry Manilow? Who's this? Barry Manilow? An email. <gasps> what? That's literally what I was just singing. Okay, 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 okay. Maybe you can look it up on YouTube. Do you think it'll pop up? No way. This predates YouTube by 10 years. I don't think so. so. This is just. Somebody wrote the lyrics to okay. What if somebody tried to perform it? We need. Okay, hold on. We There's an email link here. Ronnie. No, scroll up. Ronnie at driver aces.com. Somebody needs to find us this song. We, okay, we need to make a list of emails. We need to make a list of emails that are on the site and see if any of them come back to us. Just like in, in the time that this website has been online on Princeton.edu, I've lived an entire life. I've had experiences You born, of, lived and died of adventure Heartbreak and sadness and triumphance. And this website oh, has persisted the entire time this website was there. When I had my first day of third grade, this website was there. When I graduated college, this website was there. <laughs> we found a rabbit hole, folks. I think it was meant to be... A parody of the Barry Manilow song? No, we were to find this. Of all the people to find this, of course we would find it. I really want to dig deeper into this. This deserves its own episode, like, standalone, where we just traverse this site. There are other links, but they don't link. Oh my god. I want to make it a personal project to look up every name on this website and every email that's posted here and like, try to find somebody who will get back to me. After three months of fearless research and daring expeditions, the Chupacabra homepage will at last be updated. For more than a few months. <laughs> yeah, we should be like, look, I've been waiting for 27 years. Alright. Well, any final questions, comments, or concerns? I want to make this a two-parter. I want to reach out to those people and if nothing else, even if none of them respond, I will at least come back on the show and say none of them responded. But I want to reach out to everybody that I can who is involved in this site. All right. Well, my name is Dalton. My name is Paul. And we're the Foo Boys. Make sure you keep an eye out on all of our social media. And have a good time. Bye. Bye. Bye.